0: Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Baseball. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Prime Auto Service, 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue. Now to the broadcast booth, here's your
1: announcer, Mike Boyer. And a good afternoon to you all as we are stuck here above And a beautiful day again here in Riften, where I don't believe we've had a sunny, warm day yet for high school baseball. And today is no exception, Jerry. I'm joined by our producer and my friend, Jerry Gellif. Jerry, your thoughts on today's weather as we're about to begin this Burks One matchup. Well, uh, (laughs) to
0: to paraphrase uh, the great uh, Bill Murray in Stripes. Quite frankly, it sucks. <laughs> no, it does It's not that bad. It's, it's just, it's windy, man. I mean, what are you going to do?
1: It's chilly. It's we've got, cold. We've got overcast skies, wind, which will play a factor in today's game. And any ball hit right now to right field, right center field is a flag. And left center field is blowing hard. Unfurled and blowing hard and waving to the stadium, the football stadium. so again, but we should be in for a dandy of a matchup here. The undefeated Burks One leading Mustangs of Governor Miffin have come to Reading uh, to Exeter and take on the six and two Eagles in second place in Burks One. And uh, this is a big game for both teams as far as Governor Mifflin has a chance to really extend their lead in Berks 1, having beaten Wilson, uh, beaten some of the other teams here, Exeter having lost to Wilson. um, Big game for Exeter in in a way where they need to show that they can play with the top-level teams, not just in Berks 1 but in Berks County as well. We know Muhlenberg and Berks 2 is one of the better teams as well. But this is a chance for the Eagles to come out after what they did last week against Wilson. Uh, Wilson's a little bit down right now, and Exeter kind of just came out and, and played a flat game. They laid an egg and lost 9-1. to one. Yeah. So this is an opportunity for Exeter to come out today and reestablish their position as a contender for One and the county. Mike, I spoke to Athletic Director Tom Legath today, and I posited
0: to him that this game determines the One leader, or, or shall we say, winner
1: of the division. Um, I say it, it foreshadows it possibly. But again, they've got to play each other. Exeter's got to travel next or two weeks to Governor Mifflin. They've got to travel to Wilson yet. So again, a lot of things ahead of Coach Freeze and his and his team right now. But today's one of those games where they have to go out and establish themselves and say, hey, you know, we, we had a little bit of a hiccup there against Wilson, but we're ready to play Berkswan baseball and be a contender here. Uh, taking a look at the Eagles, we talk about a lot of things that happened in the last – couple games last two weeks so to speak uh we talk about the red hot white hot luke weller senior shortstop for the eagles luke comes into today's game jerry batting are you ready for this and again you you don't get to say these numbers very often luke weller is can i take a guess go ahead 625 no no not that high 580 on the season on base 630 580 on the season for luke weller uh again he's got 14 hits this year um you know, he's been to, he's got four doubles, two triples, and a home run, which we saw the other day at Boone. But uh, again, no one is hitting the ball better or with more power than Luke Weller right now for the Eagles. And then you, you put on top of that, in front of Luke, two really good bats in Alex Kelsey, the center fielder, who bats on the left side, the speedy Alex Kelsey, and then also Brady Hanna at the left-handing. A left-hand hitting second baseman. Both those guys are hitting well over 400. Uh, Hanaho on the season um, is on-base average is 517. You've got um, Alex Kelsey, as we said. Alex is at, let's see, what did they have Alex at last time I looked at it? Alex on-base average is 562. So you've got 517 and 562 getting on base in front of Luke Weller, who, as we said, is batting 580 with... Um, 13 RBIs in the season. So they're setting the table for them. What XR needs to do now is they've got to hit in a big game. We've seen them hit against lower-level teams. we see them hit in tough non-league games. They've got to hit Burks 1. Uh, a team that comes in today batting over 300 has to hit today in this game and provide their pitcher, Devin Shearing, some offensive support and some runs on the board.
0: Mike, for those who follow MikeDragoSports.com, our buddy Mike Drago, Mike selected Luke Weller as the player of the week. His uh, his sponsor, U- Utility Credit Union something or other, player of the week. I mean, I, can anybody argue it?
1: Oh, absolutely not. And, and he could have been player of the week in District 3 and possibly the state of Pennsylvania for what he did. You know, in the two games we saw last week, he had five RBIs in each game. He had four extra base hits, including a home run and a triple. Again, just on fire. Now, on the other side of the picture here is Governor Mifflin, who comes in with one of the best players in the county, uh, the UConn Recruit in Tyler Minnick. We saw Tyler Minnick both on the basketball court and the football field. Uh, we know he's an exceptional athlete, a high-energy guy. Normally plays shortstop. Today's dh and, and I think possibly, you know, just arm, trying to get his arm back into shape as far as from pitching and getting some innings in. He had some arm troubles last year, and they shut him down from pitching. Normally plays shortstop for him. Uh, Today he's going to DH at least a start. And so it'll be very interesting to see what we get out of both the lineups today. But the key is going to be this. As we go to break here, Jerry, Exeter needs to hit and play defense, and Midland's got to just continue to do what they do. They've, they're 10-0. They beat some very good teams. They beat the Boyertown Bears last week. So uh, we'll see what happens here today. But we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdie's Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdie's Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And so we're back here to right. We're getting a little bit of a drizzle here as it's coming down right before the start of the game. Both head coaches, Coach Chris Hull and Coach Justin Freeze, are sitting at the, uh, are standing at the home plate. We're now getting here with a little hail right now. Uh, is so, that what,
0: what this? I, I was thinking it was coming off a tree. Yeah, Rich
1: Garcel is afraid. Look at him. Well, Rich pointed out to me we're joined by Rich Garcelle here to our left, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sports writer for the Reading Eagle. And uh, Rich just looked up the skies and thought, what are we getting ourselves into here today? Uh, Rich decked out in his New York Yankees attire. Boo, uh, hiss. Uh, certainly hoping that Aaron Judge will come to a census at one point and uh, understand. <laughs> but uh, again, what we see here today, guys, we're going to get a real good pitcher tool. We've got a Alexander Velez for the Mustangs, and we've got Devin Sheeran for the Eagles. Uh, Velez is a uh, hard-throwing right-hander, a junior, as is Sheeran, the big righty for the Eagles. Ace of the staff coming in with a .91 ERA on the season. Uh, We'll see a very speedy and and very explosive um, Governor Mifflin lineup here as we're about to start. But as we said before... You know We've seen Exeter in these type of games, and they've kind of given away runs with errors. Uh, they left guys in scoring position, things they cannot do against a quality opponent like the Mustangs. Governor Mifflin is the second-ranked team right now in District 3, 6A. Uh, they're 10-0. They defeated Boyertown uh, last week, as I said. Boyertown is a perennial state power uh, out of District 1 down there in the, the uh, Pioneer Athletic Conference. And so this team is for real. The most impressive thing about Governor Mifflin is this. Last year you Brooks County champions, district three runners-up, PIAA uh, state qualifier. They had 13 seniors on the team last year, Jerry. This year they have three. Hmm. Okay. Exeter has 11 seniors this year, and so we kind of juxtapose the uh, two ages of the teams, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mifflin starts three freshmen. So you've got three freshman players starting this year for Mifflin, and they have three seniors total on the team. This is a very young, explosive Governor Mifflin team, uh, and obviously being 10-0, and 0, it shows you why. You're making the case for that, Mike, and I will tell our audience that
0: uh, you're not going to get this kind of analysis anywhere else because Mike studies. <laughs>
1: Well, there's not a lot out there on Governor Mifflin. I can tell you that right now. I spoke with Coach Hull, uh, Chris Hull. I emailed him, and he sent stuff back. I was grateful for that, obviously. Um, But they don't put any of their stuff out online. They keep it all kind of... uh, Close to the vest, if you will. That's just selfish, Mike. Hey, when you want to win, I'm not giving anything away. Do do your own work. Come watch us play. That's his point of view. As the Eagles are about to take the field here, and we're moments away from the start of this game, we're going to break away for a quick break as we get warm-up pitches here by Sheeran, and we'll be right back at the top of the first, and we said the exciting Tyler Minnick to lead it off here for the Mustangs. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair
2: shops? Ah.
0: Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock ah. get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service, call 610-401-0376, that's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul rental provider. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And we're back. And welcome back, folks. Uh, Glad you're with us here in the Exeter Sports Network today. Uh, We're about to get underway here, top of the first inning. The Exeter Eagles high school baseball team taking on the Governor Mifflin Mustangs. Uh, again, Exeter comes in 6-2 on the season, Jerry. We've got Governor Mifflin 10-0, um, the ace on the mound for the Eagles here. Kind of paint the picture of what we are defensively. Uh, we've talked about Sheeran on the mound here behind the plate. Behind the plate is junior Chase Cupid playing first base, the senior Nick Sider playing second base, the senior Brady Hanahoe playing shortstop, the senior Luke Weller. Playing third base, the sophomore uh, Gavin Marr. Playing Listen left field, the, the senior. Sorry, Owen Wisner. In center, the sophomore Alex Kelsey. In a right field, the senior Evan Franek. Again, a very senior-laden Exeter team. And today, those seniors have to play. We have talked about this in football. We talk about this in bas- basketball. In big games, your stars have to step up and play. It's that simple.
0: Correct. And uh, you know what? been a lot of success in
1: exeter sports this year and we are looking for this from this team and we're about to get underway as stepping in is the junior uconn recruit tyler minnick dh'ing today normally the shortstop dh'ing today and here's the first pitch there's a shot to left field right at wisner back over his head one hops off the wall minnick rounds first heads the second he'll be ahead of the throw and he's in there with a leadoff double on the first pitch And again, we talked about the explosiveness of Tyler Minnick, Jerry, and there it is. First pitch of the game, one hops the wall in left field. Kid came to play, Mike. He comes to play every day regardless of what helmet he is on or what ball we're playing with. Um, That'll bring up the senior center fielder for the Mustangs, number 20, Mason Woolwine. We saw Mason as the center in basketball as well this year. So leadoff double for Minnick, nobody out. Shearing to the stretch. Breaking ball on the outside corner. Again, we're being brought down with a little snow here. Um, whoever said don't bring the 10 today was a fool, Jerry. <laughs> Thank you, Mike.
0: Well, you know what? My coat's coming off and it's going over the computer. My computer, <laughs> it survived one of these. It's not I'm not taking a chance with twice. Here
1: comes the 1-0 offering. Fastball on the inside. Nice job by Cupid to hold on to that. So 2-0 here. As we go, uh as it's coming down rain and snow together with sleet. It it's a beautiful combination here. This is insanity, Mike. <laughs> That's the same thing the game manager Larry Zever just said. So here comes a 2-0 offering from Sheeran. Fastball right down the chute. Taken by Woolwine there. Two and one in the count. Talked about the head coach Chris Hull, coaches third base here. Oh, and the sun's out. Well, the sun's out. we got rain. We've got <laughs> snow. we got clouds everywhere and Sleep. the sun behind us. It's nice. Again, welcome to the Northeast. There's a swing and a miss by Woolwine, and he levels the count at two and two. Mike, if we really minded, we'd move, wouldn't we? Uh, we don't mind it. We were out worse than this. Yeah, man. We're no sissies. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> so Sheeran evens the count here at 2-2, two and two, comes to the belt gives a look back at Minnick there's a breaking ball in the dirt, count goes full full count again, we talk about when it rained last week how difficult it is to grip the ball here Sheeran gets the ball back from the catcher kind of walks off the mound takes his glove off, rubs the ball down rubs it on his pants, trying to find a dry spot to throw this 3-2 pitch here he's got first base open to the two hole hitter comes the full count offering pitch on the outside corner taken for ball four so a leadoff double by Minnick, and now a walk by Woolwine and that'll bring up the pitcher xander velez not a great start but uh this can be recovered from well let's see if Mifflin's gonna bunt these guys along here to get to their catcher darian Troche. velez bats with no batting gloves on here is the pitcher Sheeran comes to the set. They hold the runner at first base. There's the pitch on the inside half of the plate. Ball tailed inside late, but it was still strike. So let's see if Coach Hull wants to put something on here at third base. They've got Marr now stepping back at third base. So no one is up. Siders holding the runner at first base. Big hole on the right side. Hanna breaks off. There's a pitch. Pass ball. Both runners will move up as Minute goes to third and Woolwine we'll will to second. Now, no need to worry about a bunt here. They're going to let Velez hit away. 1-1 one, one count. Two runners in scoring position. Mifflin in their white pants. Their maroon socks. Their maroon jerseys with the large Mustang logo on the front. In gold. And the gold numbers outlined on their backs. Sheeran steps off here. They got to close the gate here in right field. The right field gate was open. It's a closed ballpark, so a ball goes in there, it's out of play. So the, clay, the gate is quickly closed, and we're back to live action here. Again, one and one here on the pitcher, Xander Velez. Velez asks for time. As Sheeran and Cupid aren't sure what sign they want to go with, what pitch. So Velez steps back in, Sheeran into the belt. Here comes the 1-1 offering. Ground ball to shortstop, Weller fields, throws the first, balls in the dirt, it's not picked. 1-1 will score, coming home will be the second one. Woolwine will score in the air on the throw by Weller, and that'll make it 2-0 off the bat with a runner on first base. Don't believe we have an out yet, do we Mike? We do not have an out yet. So again, as you said not off to a great start. We made it worse there. Uh, ball in the dirt at first base, and uh, it will be picked by the first baseman. So two runs across here in the top of the first. No one out for the cleanup hitter, the catcher Darian Troche. Velez takes his lead off first base. Ball gets lodged in the backstop there so it's a pass ball but it's going to be a dead ball as well as Velez moves up in the scoring position to second base. Hanaho again showing his leadership calls timeout and comes to the mound to talk to Sheeran trying to settle down the junior righty. We talked about the fact that Mifflin wanted to come out and, and run the bases, hit the ball hard. They've got two in, the guy in scoring position here. There's a fastball right down the middle of the plate, poured in for a strike for Sheeran. And a level of count at 1-1. One and one. And now, Jerry, it's a beautiful sunny day here. The light breeze coming from behind us. Give it a minute. <laughs> Comes the 1-1 offering from Sheeran. Fastball on the outside corner, taking for strike two. So Sheeran looking for the strikeout here. Troche looking to hit something to the right side to move this runner to the third base or hit a sack fly deep enough to advance in the third. So let's see what we get here. Here comes the pitch. Strike three on the outside corner. So Troche goes down looking for the first out today and the first strikeout for Sheeran. That'll bring up the second baseman, Matt Ventura, the junior. Bats from the right side. wears number 29 on his back? Excellent pitch there, Mike. Yeah, I think the umpire is actually going to give him a little bit of room off the plate here, and that looked like he got a little bit of room off the plate there, but hopefully uh, we continue to work that outside corner here. There it is again. That ball caught a little more to the plate, though. So Sheeran gets ahead here, 0-1. Venture, as I said, plays second base. He is a junior. Pitcher Xander Velez... Got on an error, still out there at second base. And that pitch is a little further outside. But nice job there by Sheeran trying to extend that zone. If you're going to give me four inches, I'll take five. If you're going to give me five, I'll go six. If you're going to yeah. stop there, I know i got to come back in a little bit. But I'm going to find out where I'm at. To, so. Push it until you find out. Absolutely. Counts one and one here. That was my dating strategy, Mike. There goes the runner from second base. The throw throws ahead he of the tag. Is he is out by a mile as he dives into the tag of Gavin Marr. Nice throw there by Chase Cupid to mow down the runner at third base for the second out of the inning. Cupid fires it to the sophomore. Gavin Marr applies the tag. That was actually a courtesy runner. Um, I, I didn't think it was Velez running, especially on a day like today. That was a uh, that was a very clumsy slide. Well, the the dirt is sticky. Ground ball slowly hit through the middle. Weller fields it. he no play. It'll be an infield single for Ventura.
0: Yeah, that that's uh, that dirt is definitely going to hold like a, you up
1: like a lawn dart. Just right. sticks you right in. <laughs> so that's Governor Mifflin's second hit of the inning. They've got two runs already on the board. Two outs here, bringing up the junior first baseman, Jonathan Radwanski. Radwanski steps in from the right side. Ventura takes his lead. Throw over. He's back easily. And that courtesy run was Owen Layman. For the uh, Mustangs, you got thrown out at third base. Here comes the pitch in the dirt low. Picked there nicely by Cupid. So, Mike, I had the third microphone open, and I
0: realized we're getting enough wind noise.
2: We don't need any
0: more. I shut it down.
1: I thought you were piping the wind in like they used to pipe in the uh, sound of the, <laughs> the crowd. I thought you were just piping the wind in just to ex- accentuate the sound of the wind blowing here. But no. It's all we need to do.
0: Theater of the mind, Mike.
1: There's the ball fouled, backing out of play. It's got a level to count at one and one here to Rodwanski. Again, Ventura on first base, two outs, but two runs across here on the top of the first, all ready for the Mustangs. Sheeran trying to see his way out of this with as little damage as possible after two were across. Comes the 1 1 offering, breaking ball up in the zone, but he gets the high strike. So one and two here. Let's see if Coach Hull puts this runner in motion here with Ventura at first base. Sheeran to the belt. Here comes the pitch. Fastball outside. Two and two count runs to the junior first baseman, Jonathan Radwanski. The diehards are here, Mike. As always. As always. Maybe if you were in their car listening to us, and if you are, we appreciate you joining us. We can give you all the action right here from our bird's eye view above home plate as Sheeran throws back over to first base. Keeping Ventura close. I Just tweeted out. We freeze so you don't have to. Join us. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Ground ball again. Slow roll to short. One plays across the diamond. There's the throw. And they got a nice job by Luke Weller there to come back after that earlier error to end the inning on a 6-3 put out. But the Mustangs send six to the plate. They bring two across the plate as they have two hits, two runs, and leave one runner on. At the end of one half inning it's Governor Mifflin 2, the Eagles coming to bat. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdie's Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership, known for the best burgers in Berks. Come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdie's Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the Old Inn. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet hitch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a Tripadvisor advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation.
3: It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And so we're back here, bottom of the first inning. The Mustangs jump out to a quick 2-0 lead over the Eagles as that will bring up our leadoff hitter, the left fielder, the senior, Owen Wisner. Wizzy comes into today um, after an on and off, you know, hit well early, kind of hit a little bit of a lull, but comes in today hitting two forty. He's got six hits on the season, uh, batting average a set of .240 coming into today. Getting on base at a clip of 367. So, again, doing the job at the top of the lineup, getting on base and setting the table for those guys at the 3, 4, and 5 hole. And uh, see if he can get that started here. As XR needs some base runners, get right back into this game early and answer back to those two runs the Mustangs got. Velez comes straight up over the top of the fastball right down the middle. Xander Velez has the high socks. Black undershirt, red and black glove. He stands angled towards the third base dugout. Very little foot movement. There's a fastball up and in. Evens the count at one and one. Felt the win from that one, didn't he? <laughs> Exeter today in their black shirts, black jerseys with the gray and blue print on them. There's a breaking ball, stays up in the zone. Two and one. They've got their gray pants with the blue piping down the side. Daylight today. Wisner's got the long black sleeves on. A lot of guys used to DeMarini the goods. There's a fastball poured in. Levels the count at 2-2 two two here to Owen Wisner. Exeter's leadoff hitter. Les stretches his arms over his head. Here comes a 2-2 offering. Pitch on the outside corner. You might hear a little chirping here from Mifflin. Uh... Certainly for the catcher, Darian Shoshi struck out that very similar pitch uh, in the top of the first inning. So it's a full count to Wisner. Here comes the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out for the first out here today. That'll bring up the hot-hitting center fielder, the sophomore for the Eagles, number one, Alex Kelsey. As I said, Kelsey is off to a great start. He's hitting 440 on the early part of the season as we hit the midpoint here. The speedy center fielder from the left side.
0: Met Alex's dad the other day, Ian, as we were leaving the game. Heck of a nice man.
1: Had a chance to see Ian last night at the volleyball game. He still supports all the sports here. Uh, Alex is a, an old softball, I'm sorry, yeah, softball, volleyball, <laughs> soccer player. Uh, now just sticks to basketball and baseball. I think swings through that uh, 1-0 offering. Levels the count at 1-1. It's a ground ball through the right side. Second baseman ranges over. Fields, he throws. He gets Kelsey by a step. Nice job there by the second baseman for the uh, Mustangs, Matt Ventura. Ranged to his left a little bit. Gobbled that ball up and made a good throw to first base. There's two quick outs here in the bottom of the second inning.
0: Got himself in that perfect position to make that play. I mean, because when you see Kelsey motoring down that baseline.
1: Absolutely, Jerry. Yeah, I, oh, there's a pitch up and in on Brady Hanahoe, the three-hole hitter for the Eagles. Brady showed a bunt there, and the ball came up, uh, greeted him up around his head, and uh got out of the way of it for a ball. <laughs> we talked about the success Brady is having. He's hitting three ninety one of the season, as I said, on base, five seventeen. He's ahead in the count, 2-0, and o, as that ball's low. So trying to get Luke Weller to the plate with a runner on base.
0: Bifflin's pitcher kind of, he, I think he couldn't believe that last pitch wasn't a strike.
1: Kind of shook his head in disbelief. I think it was a little bit down. I think it was down, so we'll take it. No, I'm with you. Brady comes into the season with uh, six walks, leads the Eagles in walks as he takes a strike there. Counts 3-1. and one. Heading the count here, chance for Brady to put some damage on the ball here. Comes a 3-1 delivery, and the offering. That ball's down for a ball, good at bat by Brady Hano. Didn't leave the zone, had a pitch in his mind where he wanted it, and again, that brings up the white-hot Luke Weller. Weller comes in batting 580 on the day, on base, 630. Hano is just one stolen base, I imagine he'll stay, trying to leave the holes open here for Weller. So Velez to the belt as he does set right on the belt. Breaking ball. Taken for a strike. So Luke steps in as we said. So far seven extra baits hits on the season. As Velez gives a quick look and throw over to first base. Had hold back in plenty of time.
0: Sky's guy's cleared up behind us, Mike. We can forgive the dunderhead who told us not to bring
1: the tents. Just that five-minute segment there. There's another off-speed pitch up in the zone taken by Weller, and he falls behind quickly, 0-2. He's got to kind of shorten the swing here a little bit, try to hit this ball back up through the middle, stay on the ball a little bit longer. Here comes the 0-2 offering. Swing and a miss in the dirt. Catcher jumps to the inside of the field, throws the first base, and they get the out. So there's the strikeout. Two strikeouts in the inning for Velez. The Eagles put one runner on base, no hits and no runs. At the end of one full inning, it's 2 0 Governor Mifflin. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
3: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
0: You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
4: Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever.
2: Hi. Oh, hey.
4: Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org.
1: A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And stepping into the plate here for the top of the second inning for the Mustangs is the freshman shortstop Bryce Detweiler. Sharing slow motion delivery. Here comes the first pitch ball on the inside half of the plate for a strike quickly ahead 0-1 so we talked about three freshmen for the Mustangs this is one of them Bryce Detweiler the shortstop Travis Jenkins plays right field and then the other freshman is Ethan Grimm playing third base so your third baseman, your shortstop and your right fielder are all freshmen here for the Mustangs which is a really nice way to start the next three years when you have two freshmen on the left side of your infield
0: She's a solid base for three years. I don't think that
1: uh, anybody would quibble with that, would they? Absolutely not. 2 1 offering here is way outside. Sheeran goes to 3 and 1. A little upset with himself on that pitch there. He's got the seven hole hitter with the first pitch strike. Come back and throw him three straight balls. 3 1 offering again outside and away. So that is Shearing's second walk of the game. He threw 22 pitches in the first inning. 13 strikes, nine balls. Comes out here and throws four balls right off the bat with one strike. That'll bring up the senior left fielder, uh, Mike Marmolejos. Not many seniors in this lineup. Just two seniors in the starting lineup for the Mustangs. Three freshmen. Squares the bunt, takes a strike down the middle. Marmolejos squared, but didn't offer at it. Pitch was taken for a strike. Marmolio takes a long look at Coach Hull at third base. Hull goes through the signs. Marmolio steps back in. Sheeran throws over to first base quickly. Back in plenty of time is Bryce Detweiler. Extra to third baseman Gavin Maher on the grass now. Brady Hano cheats to the hole on the right side. Marmolejo squares, bunts the ball hard to first base. Fielded on the line as a fair ball by Sider. He tags the runner out. Sacrifice is complete, though, as Detweiler moves up to second base. I think Sider would have been better served there to let that ball roll foul. Was on the line when he fielded. Still got about 25 feet to go to the bag. Would have been behind in the count 0-2 there. Like to have seen him let that ball go foul and make him come back and put a ball in play with two strikes. But nonetheless, runner in scoring position for the freshman right fielder, the left-handed batting, Travis Jenkins, and he takes a strike here over the inside corner of the plate. So Detweiler moves up to second base on the sack by Marmolejos. Nine-hole stick now. Jenkins steps in. There's a ground ball to the right side, fielded by Hanahoe. He fires the first base for the second out of the inning. Detweiler moving up to third base here with two outs. And again, that'll bring up the leadoff hitter, Tyler Minnick. I'm not sure I would even pitch to Minnick here. I'm not going to lie to you. He saw one pitch and tattooed it off the left field wall. One hopped off the wall there. Nice play there by Hannah Ho. And
0: uh, I think Snyder thought that was the end of the inning. He started running. Pulled back and went, whoa, wait a minute.
1: I was in the book writing, so I don't know. but So again, first base open. Tyler Minnick's up, breaking ball, pass ball gets away. Here comes Detweiler, he will score with ease and no play. And that pass ball really is going to hurt this inning. As they could have held him to no runs here possibly. But now we will never know on the pass ball. That's two runs from pass balls, correct? That is correct.
0: Not a good start, Mike.
1: Well, no. The first two runs scored. They moved up on the pass they ball, moved, okay. but they they on the error on the right. throwing error. Right. There's a swing and a miss. Blew a fastball, high fastball, right by him. And Minick wanted all of that again. Another guy looking to hit the the wanna maker eagle out there in left field. There's a ball up in the zone. Good discipline by Minnick to take that pitch there. Heading the count now two one. Again, we've got two outs here. No one on us. Uh, the runner, Detweiler, has a pitch on the outside corner, taking for a strike. Sheeran's throwing very hard. He does throw hard. He's just got to be able to keep the ball in the zone for as many innings as possible, but you're right. But Jerry, leadoff walk, scored. And there it is. Still not a base hit in the inning yet. There's a breaking ball outside. Count levels at 2-2. Two and two. But we talk about that all the time. leadoff walks, when you give a free pass, it kind of just brings everyone down a little bit because they've done nothing with no one out to get on first base. And again, I gave the percentage of 82% of them score, and there's another case of it. There's a swing and a miss on a breaking wow, ball. Wow, nice. And again, the, the pass ball comes back to bite the Eagles. Uh, on the backside, as they get a strikeout of the leadoff hitter, Tyler Minnick, to end the inning. Again, no runs, uh, one run, no hits, no one left on. At the end of one and a half, it is now three to nothing. The Mustangs of Governor Mifflin. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: There's a new wind blowing like have never known. I'm breathing deeper than I've ever... Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? <laughs> Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shop get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also your local U-Haul rental provider. and now, back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And so we're back here to ripen for the bottom of the second inning. Leading off for the Eagles is the first baseman, Nick Sider. First pitch in the outside corner to Sider. He's a head, quickly, 1-0. Nick's done a real nice job the last few games, putting the bat on the ball. He's batting 467 coming into today's contest. There's a ball, just catches the outside corner. Eaves to count at one and one. We talked about 22 pitches in the first inning for Sheeran. The Les went out and threw 18 pitches in the first inning. Sheeran came back last inning and threw 15 pitches. Nine strikes and six balls in the bottom of the top of the second inning. And again, they got that run on, on an unearned, or, on unearned run and a pass ball. Swing caught by the catcher, held on the foul tip. And Sider is down to the count, one and two. Comes a one-two offering, off the plate outside. Levels at a two and two. How many base runners
0: has uh, Mifflin had so far?
1: Four? Five base runners. Five base runners, three runs three runs on five base runners. Run production dude. (laughs) That 60% run production. There's a fly ball center field. Center fielder trots back as he makes the grab there. Just drifting a little bit back was Mason Woolwine for the first out here in the bottom of the second inning. That'll bring up the opposing pitcher Eagles junior right handed hitting Devin Sheeran. We saw Sheeran hit a bomb last week at Daniel Boone and raised his average up to 280. He's struggling there for a few days. There's a breaking ball over for a strike. You know, Jerry, we talked about this in the Wilson game where Exeter needs to be much more productive uh, in the game against better pitching, and we've not seen that. We've seen good pitching. Uh, Twin Valley kind of shut him down for five innings. Mm -hmm. Wilson shut him down for six, seven innings. Boone shut him down for four innings. That pitcher did a nice job there. And now Velez, another quality pitcher, mixes pitches up. uh, Ahead here on Sheeran, one and two. Here comes the offering. Hmm. Breaking ball. I think they were crossed up there. (laughs) Catcher's looking for a fastball, got a breaking ball. Didn't get much glove on it. They kind of look at each other, and the pitcher shakes his head and laughs. But uh, Jerry and Trosh caught that right off the shin guard, no glove. Ball broke into his right leg a little bit, and uh, he was a little surprised by that pitch.
0: He didn't get up to go get the uh, the ball as it uh, landed several feet
1: away. I think he weren't the pitcher to go get it because he was a little upset with it. I <laughs> Was he sending a message, Mike? I believe he was sending a message there. There's another pitch in the dirt. So Sheeran steps in here. Velez starts his wind. And the offering. 2-2 pitch outside. Count runs full here to Sheeran. Velez gets the ball back from Troche. Takes his glove off. grabs some dirt. Rubs it on his hands. And here comes his 3-2 offering. Fastball in the outside corner called for a strike three and there's two down. That'll bring up the Eagles DH, the junior, number nine, Jonathan Martin. Martin DHing today for the Eagles third baseman, Gavin Marr. Martin comes in today batting 167 on the season. Just got the call up to Varsity last week though. There's a fastball up in the zone. We talked about Devin getting some of those pitch on the outside corner. Velez got that there again, Sheeran himself. There's a the pitch down and in. 2-0 to Martin. Exeter DH. Plays a little third base in left field for the Eagles. Look like Velez tried to aim that one. Pitch goes up in the zone, 3-0. and o. Then velez takes a little bit longer here, takes a deep breath, gathers himself. Here comes his 3-0 offering. That pitch is out away, and Martin draws a two-out walk to bring up the catcher, Chase Cupid, the junior. Tall, left-handed hitter coming to the plate here with a chance to see something happen. Extra needs to try and scratch a runoff here somehow, some way. They're down 3 nothing, Martin takes his lead off first base. Velez steps into the rubber. Cupid in the box now. Velez gives a look to Martin. Over his left shoulder, then his right shoulder. First pitch to strike on the inside corner to Cupid. Cupid, the eight-hole hitter. He'll be followed by the right fielder, Evan Franek, in the nine slot. Martin takes a lead off first base. Pretty good lead. Throw comes over. He dives back safely ahead of the tag. Redwanski kind of caught the ball and just gave a a thank you tag just for diving back. Here comes Velez's pitch. Swing and a miss by Cupid. He's behind the count 0-2. So 0-2 here on Chase Cupid, the junior catcher for the Eagles. Throw back to first base just back in time as Martin kind of got caught a little flat-footed there. Martin takes his lead off first base. Cupid in here. Down the count, 0-2. Swing oh. and strike three, ball in the dirt. Cho steps to the inside of the field, throws the ball to Radwanski at first base, and he's recorded his second assist of the day on that play as the Eagles have struck out again for the second time this inning and the fourth time today. At the end of two full innings, it is Governor Mifflin 3, Exeter nothing. We'll be back with the third inning. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers and burks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old
3: inn. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully-customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com.
0: Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network
1: And stepping in here for the Mustangs Is their senior center fielder Mason Woolwine Mason walks his first at bat And scored on the throwing error By Exeter shortstop Luke Weller Here comes the first offering to him Ooh, balls up and in Catches him in the left shoulder And we have a hit batter As Woolwine gets on base on the hit by pitch So, Jerry, leadoff walk, leadoff hit by batters, the same thing. Then to earn his way on. That'll bring up the pitcher, Xander Velez. Hit a ground ball to shortstop in the first inning. Ball was thrown away by the Eagles shortstop, and two runs scored. So, Mike, we see a 10 0 Governor Mifflin team here.
0: Yep. Explain to me how this school is so consistently always good in athletics.
1: Well, I believe it starts all the way at the top. I tell you this all the time. I believe Governor Mifflin is one of those school districts that truly support athletics. They promote their athletics, and I think their young their young athletes know all throughout their life they're going to be supported not just by the fan base, not just by the actual sports, but by the administration, the student body as well. Governor Mifflin has a great student section uh, at many of their games, uh, they have a huge um, support staff and support system there. And, and, again, I think that's one of the big things that government athletes know. They are fully supported from the top to the bottom all the way down. And, and they, they work hard and they give back to those people who support them. I mean, they're, they're good in almost every sport. You know, you, you look I, – I would imagine if you look at, at our school and their school, um, you know, head-to-head head this year, we've probably done a lot better than years past comes a pitch just up and out to Velez. Um, but I believe that's part of it. I believe that they they have longevity in their coaching staffs. Um, their programs are a little more vertical, if you will, that that they kind of work together uh, from youth to high school. And I think it's a great thing. There it goes. The runner, Woolwine, beats the throw just ahead of Cupid's throw. It was close. T- put on the back, yeah. Hanaho got there, put the tag on him, but got him in the back. Got to get him on the hand there. And, again, just ahead of the throw, the stolen base by Woolwine.
0: So is cooperation between the uh, the club level and the schools that is uh, that's also a determining
1: factor, eh? I think it is, and I think also winning is important to their school. There's a line shot right at Hanaho. He makes the grab. That ball was hit like a rocket off the bat of Velez, but right at Hamahos, he's returning back to a position from holding a runner for the first out here in the top of the third inning. But I also believe that that winning winning culture is promoted there. I, I believe it's important for their athletes and their teams to win. And, and I, I think that's, well, again, when I say you promote athletics, you hold athletics accountable as well. You you hold those players accountable and those coaches and their programs uh, accountable to be successful. And I, I think that's one thing you'll see uh, from those programs. And I think any good programs are held accountable. Mm. Uh, I, 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 it's not like, you know, laissez-faire or, or carte blanche, do what you want. I mean, there, there's a, a program and a system. And I think that's one thing that Mifflin uh, and other schools around, uh, they put resources into their, their athletics. And I think you see the dividends come back. Kids want to play where they're treated well and they know they're taken care of and people care about them. mm Solid thoughts, Mike. And the catcher goes to one and one. Darian Troche. There's a ball down. A little changeup down in the zone. Two and one. Jerry, we talked about this on Saturday at the softball game. You know, we joked if if I were in position of authority of what I do, I would build the best playing facilities I possibly could here, because people want to play in those facilities. Kids want to work hard and be successful. You know. I look at our district as the count goes to three and one here in Troj. We have one turf stadium field, mm-hmm. and everyone has to use it. If we drive over to Governor Mifflin, they've got two turf fields right next to each other. Okay, they invest in their athletics. Okay, you know, again, there's not always a return on asset financially, but what you get the return on asset is is you get kids who work hard and programs that are successful. And, and I would love to see us, as I said, Herbite Farms, a place that should be turfed and stadiumed. And not as big as the football stadium, I'm not saying the same size. But turf it, you know, put smaller bleachers in, put some lights there. And, you know, again, show the athletes here you're being supported all the way through. Not when people complain about, oh, they built dugouts for the the softball team. Those girls don't need to hear people complaining about that. Why should they, what have they done wrong? They've done nothing wrong. And the people who make those decisions, they have no control over that. Those girls have no say in that. But they're the ones who hear about it. And that's just not fair. That's not an administration that supports their athletics sometimes.
0: Mike, in fairness, nobody was complaining about them getting a dugout. It was that the A, the administration, and B, the school board didn't do their homework and uh, get the, the price below
1: $175,000. I, I, I completely agree. But who has to hear about that? Those girls do. What have they done? Anything right or wrong to deserve to hear that? And those are the things I think where people support athletics completely. As Trost draws a walk here, and Coach Freak is out to talk to Devin Sheeran as it's now runners on first and second with one out, and that'll bring up the first base, uh, the second baseman, Matt Ventura. There's a pitch on the outside corner for a strike. We always talk about the value of the, of the mound visit. Does the pitch come back and throw a strike? There you go. Mound visit worth it. <laughs> The old mound visit threat. Exactly. I think you tried to slow him down a little bit. You go out and tell him one mechanic thing, but you're just trying to slow him down. There's a breaking ball down in the dirt. Good block there by Cupid.
0: Mike, we have George Gale listening. You know George? I do not. Okay. I don't either.
1: Hello, hello George. Hello, George. There you go. <laughs> Sharing comes set here. Here comes the 1-1. One, one. Another breaking ball swung through and missed by Ventura as the count goes to 1-2. Also, listening, WB Mirzo. That would probably be Jake Mirzwinski's mother, Wendy Mirzwinski. Wow.
0: Ball Very right good, Mike.
1: Screen. Foul ball. Count remains 1-2 and two here to Ventura. Again, one out, runners on first and second. Mifflin leads three nothing here in the top of the third inning.
0: Hello to Wendy and hello to excellent Annie,
1: Nick Sider's grandmother. Don't forget about Pop Mike. We always seem to forget about uh, Pop up there. And so
0: well, we are uncertain if he's listening.
1: Well, I'm sure he is. There's a breaking ball fouled off into the dirt. Count remains one and two to, to the second baseman Matt Ventura. Sheeran could certainly use a strikeout right here.
0: Load to everybody listening. Absolutely. Appreciate you tuning in. Your, your listenership makes this happen.
1: Absolutely it does.
0: should tell friends.
1: Breaking ball up in the zone. Goes to 2-2. Two and two. Absolutely. Tell your friends. Tell them it's much warmer in their house or their car than it is right here now at the game. Even though the sun's out, it's still a balmy 40 degrees or whatever it might be right now. Just think. Just say. Let those two chocolates go out there and freeze. We can just listen to the game. Count runs to two and two. Sider holds the runner at first base. No one's holding the runner at second as Sheeran steps off the back of the rubber here. Kind of getting the runner back. We'll wind back to second base. Sheeran toes the rubber again. Ventura swings the bat in front of him here. Circles the bat back up to his shoulder. Here comes the two-two. There's a ground ball back up the middle. It's a slow roller. Going to be a tough play for everyone. Hanahoe comes in field. That's going to be an infield hit. That is Ventura's second infield hit of the day, and that will load the bases for the Mustang and bring up the first baseman, Jonathan Radwanski. Sheeran got a part of his glove on that and slowed it down enough to where nobody can make a play on it. Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't hit hard enough for a double play ball to begin with. But he didn't give either Luke Weller, the shortstop, or Brady Hanahoe, the second baseman, a chance to make the play. So now the Eagles will bring the infield in with bases loaded and one out in a 3-0 game. First pitch in the dirt with a breaking ball to Redwanski. That's hoping for a ground ball hit right at one of their infielders so they can come home for the force out. There's a ground ball in front, fielded by Cupid. He steps on home. So we've got, a, we've got a fielder's choice put out at the plate for the second out of the inning. Bases remain loaded as one man moves up, as Rodwanski moves up to first base. Ventura moves up to second and throws to third. Now Coach Holt going out to talk to the field umpire, asking if it was a dead ball off the batter's foot as it rolled out. I saw it hit the plate, so I don't believe it was a dead ball. That ball hit right in the home plate and stopped. We have a fan who thinks otherwise, Mike. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think he's going to be wrong. They're not changing their mind. The one thing I can tell you about my vision right here is I can literally see all of home plate, and that ball came straight down, hit the dirt in the back part of home plate, and rolled forward into fair territory. That's a fair ball. So, fielder's choice for Radwanski. That'll bring up Bryce Detweiler, who walked on a full count his first at bat. Bases loaded. shooting a chance to see his way out of this. Breaking ball in the outside corner for a strike. Be great to get out of this one, Mike. Yeah. Uh, y- y- well, we're not have it yet. We got it. We got to get out of here. But we're at the seven hole here. This is the freshman, the shortstop, Bryce Detweiler. As I said, walked on a full count as first at bat. High fastball levels the count at one and one. Four runners on base so far this inning for the Mustangs. There's another pitch up in the zone. Exeter's had two runners on base all day so far so again, you know, we talk about scoring runs and doing things well you got to get on base to score runs and we're not doing that right now offensively but we're trying to limit what Miffin does this inning as that pitch just off the corner runs the count to Detweiler, 3-1 and one. again, now Detweiler can look for a ball middle in something, he can drive here, 3-1 and one. Sheeran has to throw him a strike here comes the 3-1 offering. Ball is up and in. He walks yeah. him. And that will be an RBI walk for Detweiler, his second walk of the game, as the fourth run comes across here for Governor Mifflin. That's unfortunate. We had a chance to get out of that inning. If we go to the eight-hole hitter who sacrificed Bunny his first time, Mike Marmalejo steps in with the bases loaded and two outs. Exeter infield back at the edge of the grass, just looking to knock down any ground ball and get the force out. There's a pitch on the outside corner of the plate. Jumped ahead here. Good job by Sheeran to come back and throw a first-pitch strike.
0: Sheeran frustratedly threw the ball into his mid and just grimaced in pain. He is uh, he's not happy.
1: Obviously, he knows that run may be on him at this point. There's a pop-up. Getting out of play to the right side. Sider gives a look, but it comes over near the bus and comes down off the trees back in the foul territory. So quickly ahead is Devin Sheeran, 0-2 and the senior left fielder. Mike Marmalejo's here for the Mustangs. Two outs, bases loaded, one run across here so far for the Mustangs here in the top of the third inning. As Governor Riffin has scored in every inning. And that pitch is up and out of the zone, see if he gets... Marmalejos a chase and he doesn't. One ball and two strikes here, but again, nice job by the Mustangs to put two across in the first, one in the second, and one so far in the third. But they still threaten here with bases loaded, two outs, count one and two on the left fielder Mike Marmolejos. There's a breaking ball gonna be called for a strike nice. three. Very nice. And that is strike three, as that threat comes to an end. But for the Mustangs, one run, one hit. They leave three on at the end of two and a half. It's Governor Mifflin for the Eagles nothing. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Midnight, time, Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a trip advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for Hours of Operation.
2: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
1: Yeah, Mike, I should have said that to him, so you beat me uh, into tomorrow. <laughs> we were just joined by extra uh, <laughs> second baseman Brady Hano's dad, Corey Hano, asking what the pitch count was uh, as Evan Franek leads it off here in the bottom of the third inning with a ball from Velez. Um, those you who are wondering, Devin Sheeran threw 24 pitches in that third inning. He's now up to 61 pitches after three innings. That's a lot, dude. Yeah, that is a lot after three innings. You're right about that. And the senior right fielder, Evan Franick, takes the second pitch low in the dirt for 2-0. So now Velez through the wind, the delivery. There's a ground ball, slowly hit the short. Nice hop up for Bryce Detwater. He bobbles it. That'll be an infield error on the shortstop. And so, again, a little help back there. Goes E6 in the book on Detweiler as that will bring up Owen Wisner. And Jerry, as our listeners might be wondering, yes, Exer does have someone up in the bullpen right now getting loose. With game yesterday canceled um, at Reading. Um, you know, they play tomorrow against Wilson. But Alex Kelsey, the lefty center fielder, warming up uh, in the bullpen for the Eagles. Diving back quickly as frantic at first base. Kelsey pitch. He does. He pitched down in Florida. We haven't seen him yet. Again, we throw over again. Frank dives back and he's safe again. I'm just wondering if he's getting his arm loose on a cold day. Um, no, because he had a catcher out there with a mask on him, so I assume he was pitching. Fair enough. Third time is not the charm for Velez as he tries to get Frank for third time in a row. And he takes his lead off first base. Here's a fourth throw over. No tag at all there that time. Frannick gives a nice smile. Now in this situation here, if I were Owen Wisner, I would step out and stay out for a little while. There's the ball down the zone. But if a pitcher throws over to first base four times for my runner to die back and try and quick pitch him because he knows I'm bunting, I'm staying out of the box, making sure Frannick gets set, gets his air back a little bit. So here comes the 1-0 offering. Again, he throws over for a fifth time. He's really worried Well he knows a bunch Potentially coming here And he's trying to keep Frannick close Not let him get A good secondary lead So here comes lead. the pitch There's the square that pitches up in the zone Now 2-0 and oh. Mike if you're concerned Liverpool beat Manchester United for nothing. Liverpool Manchester I'm sorry Is that billiards? What, what exactly would that be? No that is the world's S- Premier sport snooker? The Premier League Snooker? Throws over for a fifth time, and again, 0 for 5 when the throws the first bases. Velez against Franning. But he is keeping him close. This is the world's most profitable sporting league. And There's a third pitch ball. Velez worried more about the runner here. He's not been able to focus himself on the batter, and he falls behind 3-0 here. So if, if I am Wisner, I am taking all the way here. I should be up in the box. There's a strike poured in, but again, for any young listeners at home or listening to this, when you're taking a pitch, you should be in on the plate and up in the box and get a good look at it coming through. But 3-1 count here to Wisner. There goes frantic. That pitch is ball four. Throw it out to second base. Not necessary as that's ball four. And so the Eagles get the first two runners on base here as we turn the line over to Alex Kelsey. Alex grounded out to second base his first at bat. Here
0: comes, Mike, the be, the uh, the beginning of the rally.
1: That's good to hear. Put your rally cap on. As Coach Chris Hole asks for time, goes out to the mound, brings his infield in. Again, we know Kelsey can run well. Now, he lays his bunt down here, gets guys in scoring position, and, and turns it over to Brady Hanahoe and Luke Weller here. Uh, so I would look for Kelsey to, to bunt for a base hit here. And uh, let's see what happens. And that's what they're talking about right now on the mound. Coach Hole's talking about how he wants to defend the bunt here with guys on first and second and Kelsey at the plate. Again, if third base is up and first base is back, if they're going to run a rotation play here and bring third base in, we'll look with the shortstop plays here. A rotation play for our listeners would be shortstop works the runner at second base and then sprints to third base. When he starts going to throw third, they throw the ball home. Third base in charges. First baseman stays at first, and third baseman covers the left side of the infield. Pitcher covers the right side. So let's see what we get here. Just checking real quick, and now the runner knows the shortstop's there, and let's see if they run a rotation play here. First baseman's up on the right side. Third baseman just in front of the bag is the freshman Grimm. Here comes the pitch. Kelsey does bunt that ball right in play. This is going to be a base hit. There's nobody there. Nobody there. Infield single for Alex Kelsey. Just what we talked about was going to happen. If he bunts that ball somewhere on the left side of the infield, it should be a base hit, and there it is. And, Jerry, here's the difference between a lefty who can run and a righty who can hit well. About 60 points in your batting average because you can do that where the righty can't do that. He's got one step already. He's already down the line. And that will bring up Exeter's second baseman Brady Hanhoe as the sun, stops a pe- the sun starts to peak out here. First pitch in the dirt, blocked nicely by Troche. Did you say 60 points? 60 points on your batting average, absolutely. Wow. I think any ball hitting the hole there is a base hit. Any ball slowly hitting the left side is a base hit. The righty does not have the advantage. The lefty who can run does. There's a 2-0 pitch as Hanahoe's ahead now. 2-0 as that pitch comes inside at him, moves his feet. And now has a chance here to sit on a pitch. 2-0, bases loaded. He's got to come getting right here. Exeter runners have to freeze on a line drive here. That ball is up in the zone, 3-0. Good so, patience by Hanahoe. Well, he wor- He walked his first at bat. Now, again, we talked about where do you take a pitch at? Where's Brady Hanahoe standing in the box? Up in the box, in on the plate. He's taking the whole way here, but he's making it more difficult for the bat, the, 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 the pitcher. And there is a Walking RBI walk for Brady Hanahoe. Four straight pitches. And so, frantic will come home after reaching on the error. Troche now goes out to talk to his pitcher, Xander Velez. But Exeter now scratches a runoff here. And now, Luke Weller with a chance to put this game back in order. Bases loaded. Nobody out. 4 one Mifflin lead here. Mifflin bring up their first and third baseman, so their corners are up. Middle infield is looking for a ground ball, double play. Weller steps in here looking at something hard to a gap. Now again, 4-0, he should be taking here. Make this guy throw you a strike. There's the ball in the dirt, that's five in a row. And Velez is struggling and laboring this inning here. As again, frantic reached on an error by the shortstop. We had a two walks and an infield single sandwiched between the two of them as Weller takes the strike. Now he's ready to hit now. It's one and one. Again, bases loaded here for Exeter cleanup here. Senior shortstop, Luke Weller. He's got a nice gap in right center. Here comes the offering. Breaking ball. Beat down at the plate there. Count goes to one and two on Weller. And again, now Weller's going to look to shoot something through the middle of the infield here. Got to hit a ball somewhere right of the first baseman and left of the third baseman, back up through the middle. To loop it over the second baseman's head. Comes the one two offering. Ball in the dirt, levels at two and two. Again, like to see. Wisner get a better walking lead here. Third baseman's nowhere near the bag. He has got to score on a ground ball here. Nowhere to put Weller. Two and two is a great pitch to hit here. See if this ball's in the outside corner. That ball's way outside the fastball. Now the count goes full. We've already seen one walk here with the bases loaded. Exeter will take a second one. So full count, bases loaded, nobody out. Weller at the dish. Here comes the payoff pitch. That ball's strike three on the Oops. outside corner. Too close to take in that situation. And that's one out here, Back of uh, strikeouts for Weller in the first and the third. And that'll bring up Nick Sider. Nick hit a deep fly ball to center field, which Exeter would take right now to cut this lead in half. So again, Mifflin keeps the corners up. Velez to the belt. Bases loaded. Here's the first pitch. Breaking ball. Beaten to the ground. Again, I don't know if you watch Wisner. Wisner's got to stay in foul territory. Does not want to come in fair territory. That ball skips and comes back in. He's out. Stay in foul territory. The ball's not hit hard. Let it roll past you. So Sider's quickly behind 0-1 here. Yes, you can see another know, fastball breaking ball on the outside corner. There's a the ground ball to Short. Fielded by Grimm. He gets the second throw to first. Not in time. We'll get a run score. Here comes Kelsey. He's coming home. He's, He's safe. Great hustle by Alex Kelsey, who scores on a ground ball. Hit to the shortstop. So Sider gets the RBI. Kelsey scores a second run on his own, though. Great hustle by Kelsey as the throw took the first baseman off the bag as he knocked it down sider stays on first base on a fielder's choice hanaho out at second on a 6 to 4 put out rbi for sider here and now devin Sheeran a chance to keep this inning going as he fouls the first one off at the plate here, but Exeter battles back with three so far here in the bottom of the third inning, trailing by a run. Now Cider did steal his last time up on base, so let's see if they t- turn him loose here. Mike, is that one RBI for Cider? It is one RBI because Sheeran didn't score on the hit; he scored the play afterwards. Okay. He scored on the throw to first base. me mean Kelsey? Um, Kelsey. He scored on the throw to first base. Okay. And so that's why it's just one RBI. Okay. Just double checking. Yeah. Keeping you honest, Mike. I appreciate it. There goes Sider from first base. Pitches up in the zone. Trosh throws. Sider's way ahead of the throw as it skips past the second baseman. But fielded by Detwaller behind the bag. And so now sharon has got a runner in scoring position. Great jump there by Nick Sider to steal second base. Puts him in scoring position with two outs here in the fourth inning. And he's, he is the tying run right now in this game. Jerry, how many hits do you think we have this inning with three runs in so far? I'm going to call it one. One hit and it was a bunt single. Yep. How many walks do you think we have this inning? I believe that is also one. Two. 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 walks, and they have uh, Hanahoe walked and Wisner walked. Hanahoe was the RBI, and Wisner scored uh, on the fielder's choice. Right. Okay. So Sheeran takes a mighty cut, comes up empty. Down at the count now.
0: So even with Mike holding two fingers
1: up, I got it wrong. <laughs> well, I could have been trying to fool you. You don't know. There's a breaking ball on the outside corner. You are tricky. As I'm greeted with a snack from one of our fans, my youngest son Griffin brought me a Snickers bar here, so I appreciate that, Griff. (laughs) Will you be in a better mood now? Well, they do satisfy. (laughs) Velez offers. Here comes the pitch. Down in the zone. Miffin fans wanted that to be a strike, but that was down in the zone. wasn't even close. Hey, Griff, where's mine? (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. Like, hey. (laughs) You know, also, We'll split this in half, Jerry. We'll cut it right down the middle. <laughs> out here in this camping trip in the cold. Here comes the 2-2 offering. Fouled off at the plate. Sheeran stays alive. Now that was a breaking ball on the outside corner and he swung it. I would imagine this will be a breaking ball further on the outside corner. See if they get in the chase. Or I bust a fastball back inside here because he's hanging out over the plate now. There's a fastball Oof. right by him. and So that's the second strikeout and the third out of the inning. But the Eagles score and get themselves back in the game. They put three across on one hit. They leave one on base at the end of three full innings. It's Governor Mifflin for Exeter Eagles 3. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
3: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com.
0: Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? <gasps> Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock <gasps> get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service, call 610-401-0376, that's 610-401-0376, Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul
1: rental provider. And so we're back here for the top of the fourth inning. A lot of runs scored there in that third inning, four runs, three by the Eagles, one by the Mustangs. Mifflin will send 9-1 to plate. Jenkins, Minnick, and Woolwine. As Sheeran works his fourth inning here uh, on the hill. Comes into this inning with 61 pitches so far in the game. We did see uh, Alex Kelsey warm up in the in between the innings uh, last inning. Uh, so we'll see how long this... Uh, how long to leave Sheeran now for if he doesn't get ahead here in the count. But he starts with the nine-hole hitter. A good place to start here as Jenkins steps in from the left-handed side. Sheeran in the line. Here comes the first pitch. That's a ball up in the zone. 1-0. Again, that inning had a chance to be a big inning for the Eagles. Uh, the strikeout to the cleanup hitter well with the bases loaded. There's a line shot off the glove of Sheeran right to Hanahoe. He makes the throw to first place, uh, first base, and there's a nice job. That'll go 1-4-3 on the putout. Sheeran got his glove on it, directed it right to Hanahoe. He didn't have to move. He just fielded the ball and threw to first base. Sider made the grab, and that's one out here in the fourth inning as Tyler Minnick... The player of the year candidate steps in here, the leadoff man for the Mustangs. Like, I'll take a three-run inning. You're being a little greedy. There's a breaking ball over for a strike. Well, I'm not saying I didn't take the three. I would have taken a five-run inning a little better, though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. So 0-1 pitch. Here it comes. Another breaking ball. Foul. Fly off to right field. Frenix right there. Gates underneath it makes the grab Two quick outs here for Sheeran And now he's got to rear back And finish this inning Woolwine's Walked his first at bat and got hit by a pitch To start the last inning So again, Sheeran needs to Settle down here, focus, bull the neck And get this inning over right here Quickly Agreed If only it happened that easy There's a fastball poured in for a strike. Mike, the play-by-play guy, is tuned in. I believe that is our buddy Darren. Hey Darren, how are you? Looking forward to seeing you on Friday night over at Owl's Field as we have the Eagles and the Scouts at 715 at Owls Field in the Burks Cup.
0: Tom Legath called me today and said Who takes care of you, Jerry? He arranged the whole
1: thing for us to be in the press box. There's was a ball that he fought off. It was either him or the bat. And he got the bat on it. But Sheeran is ahead one and two here. The chance to put this inning away quickly on one more pitch. So props to Tom for hooking us up. Certainly appreciate Mr. LeGaff doing that He's and getting man. us in the press box on Friday night He's for what man. should be a great evening. Here comes the one-two offering. High fastball to the backstop. Levels the count at two and two. Woolwine uses the, the overlap goth grip on his bat. If you look at his hands here, Jerry, you'll see that when he goes to bat, his index finger is over his left index finger is over his pinky. See how his, his uh, yes, he uses the goth grip there to overlap his fingers. Two two offering, curveball struck him out. Oh, oh, oh. Looking as that was not a swing, Shearing gets a quick fourth inning great answer back by the big righty at the end of three and a half it's four three mustangs but the eagles are coming to bat you're listening to the exeter sports network
0: Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township.
4: Visit stoprex.org. Stop a message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And so we're back here for the bottom of the fourth inning as John Martin steps in for the Eagles. A little more excitement. The Eagles dug out this inning. Martin offers at the first pitch. It's a high fastball. Appealed by the home plate umpire. First base umpire says, yes, he did. And Martin's behind in the count 0-1 here as Velez works quickly with the second pitch. Swing and a miss right by Martin. And Martin is down the count 0-2. Now again, like to see Martin choke up on the bat here and look to shoot this ball through the backside of the infield. Don't have to overswing, just have to make contact with the barrel of the bat. Talk about quality at bats. This is an opportunity here as we got three runs in the bottom of the third inning. one, two, three in the top of the fourth. Lead-off guy comes out. Has to do something to keep this momentum going. There's a ground ball to third. Takes a bad hop. There's going to be no chance for the out. And there's an error on the third baseman, Grimm. And again, just like the third inning starter for the Eagles with an error by the shortstop, we now get an error by the third baseman. And kind of a gift right there as uh, Martin's now on first base, nobody out, and that'll bring up Cupid. And so again, the big lefty comes to bat here. Again, let's see if he bunts. Again, I bunt the ball right back to Grimm again. Make him field another ball right now. We talked about the freshman on the left side of the infield, Grimm and Detweiler. And we've seen both a misplay. So we get a square. Pitch is up in the zone. So Cupid does square to bunt here. Third baseman down hard. First baseman never came off. So if I'm Cupid, I want to bunt this ball to first base. Point my barrel of the bat right to the shortstop. There goes Martin. There's the throw. God, he up. is out. Troche throw throws him out. I'm not sure why you're stealing the guy. If you're trying to sack him there, why steal him? You were trying to bunt him there, and it's two and zero on the batter. Not sure I understand that, but caught stealing. 2-6, first out on Martin. And there's 3-0. and oh. Again, not sure I like that stolen base attempt there. As the count goes to 3-0, oh, I was going to sack Bunny over there anyhow if I got a strike. I think maybe we'd second-guess that. And there's ball four. We'd have first and second, nobody out. If only if only, is correct. And so we'll get a courtesy runner in Colin Payne. Payne will courtesy run for Cupid here in the fourth inning. That'll bring up Evan Frannick. Franek hit a ground ball to shortstop to start that third inning. was misplayed by the shortstop Detweiler. And extra put three runs across afterwards. There's a flying drive back. Fouled back by Franick. Down the count, 0-1 here. Payne gets a big lead off first base. Les has the tendency to throw over there often. And there's a the throw over. Payne dives back and he's safe. Frannick at the plate here, runner on first base, one out, 4-3, Mustangs lead. There's a ball down to the zone, one and one to Evan Franick. good eye by the senior right fielder. see if Exeter wants to put Payne in motion here. See if they can open up a hole for Franick. Payne takes his lead. Foul ball, out of play. Franick rattles it through the trees. Down to count, one, two, can we talk about quality of bats gotta put the ball in play here make something happen make them throw you out we've seen the left side of the infield a little suspect here for the mustangs in the last two innings comes the one two off to frantic strike three right there <sighs> gotta swing the bat strikeout looking for frank is the second out this inning That'll bring up Owen Wisner to the leadoff hitter. The left fielder comes up here with a man on first base in a 4-3 game. Again, like to have seen Franek move the runner there, do something, get him a scoring position. Velez throws back to first base. Diving back is Colin Payne, the head of the tag. Wisner 0-1 of the day with a walk and a strikeout. Again, Velez throws over. Hey, Mike,
0: after this game, can we be done with cold (laughs) games? (laughs) Well, at
1: least the sun's out today. It's not raining on us
0: (laughs) anymore.
1: Ball up in the zone. Xander had, uh, had come into this game having thrown into this inning 52 pitches. There's a strike. Does pay attention to the runners a lot. Velez from the belt. Here comes the offering. Fouled back and out of play. So the count's one and two here. At least we're playing with multiple baseballs here today, Jerry. This was a problem the other day at the softball game. Yeah, I, I took notice of that. So count is one and two. Two outs here. Pain on first base. They throw over again. He dives back ahead of the tag. Somebody was being stingy with the uh, softball allotment. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, not sure what happened, but I don't think
0: I want to know either. It could only serve to let me down.
1: Here comes the 1-2 offering from Velez. Foul right back at us, Jerry. Good thing you weren't looking so you didn't have to flinch. And Wisner stays alive at 1-2. Pain running on the pitch. Now his shirt is completely out of his pants. He is dirty from knee to chest. Shirt out. Sorry, I missed that, Mike. I was
0: busy looking for a charging cord. That's okay. One of our devices over is again. Running low.
1: Payne back in time ahead of the throw. Right, one, two. Come on. Velez to the belt. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball in the dirt. Skips away. Payne gets a good read on it. He gets the second base. So count goes to two and two. Trost knocked the ball down in the dirt but couldn't get to it. When he went to pick it up, he slipped. Payne was already running and now he's in scoring position as the tying run with Owen Wisner with a chance to break something in here and tie this game up. Counts two and two to Wisner. Here comes the offering. Ball down inside. Full count. Close to take. Again, full count here to Wisner. Kelsey on deck. Love to see Kelsey come up to bat here with two guys on. Here comes the full count pitch. That ball is up in the zone. Wisner draws his second walk in back-to-back innings. And now Mifflin's probably going to start to get someone loose in their bullpen. As Kelsey comes up, Kelsey one for two in the day with a, a single and a run scored. Grounded out to second base his first at bat. So Miffin has known up in the pen as the pitching coach goes out to the mound, brings the full infield in. Again, we have first and second, two outs. Kelsey at the plate. As I said, Kelsey's one for two on the day. If I were a math major, I could tell you what his batting average is. <laughs> uh, he came in today batting. Let's see. Kelsey had 25 at bats, 11 hits, so he's 12 for 27. And I'm gonna say that's somewhere around four forty-five. Four forty-six. I don't know, I've no. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jerry's got a calculator here, so. Yeah. What do you got? Four forty seven? Come on. Come on.
0: Oh well, I'm on currency. Okay, hang on. What was it? Divided by twelve? Yeah. That's not good. No, 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 no. 12 divided by 27, stupid.
1: 444. 444, okay. So, right there. Chance, though, biggest hit so far of the season if you can get this run in from second base. There's a oh, yeah. pop foul, third base side. Grimm has plenty of room. Ball skirts back oh. into the infield. And he makes the grab, but not as easy as it looked when it started. But Kelsey foul, uh, flies out here. To the third baseman for the third out. Exeter comes up with no runs. They leave two on base. One error in the inning for the Mustangs. At the end of four full innings, it is the Mustangs for the Eagles three. We'll be back at the top of the fifth inning. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
3: A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.
0: Now let's get back to the game of the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And we're back to Riften as the sun is fully out now. Shadows on the field from the third base dugout in the backstop. It's a 4-3 Mifflin lead here as we go to the top of the fifth inning. Stepping in as the pitcher for the Mustangs, Xander Velez. Velez 0 for 2 in the day. Reached for an error in the first and lined out to Hanahoe in the third. And here comes Sheeran's first delivery. It's a ball up and away. I've got to imagine Sheeran does not have a long leash on him this inning here in a 4-3 game when they warmed up Kelsey two innings ago. There's nobody throwing over there. And Sheeran gets a call right there on the outside corner leveling the count at one and one here to the three-hole hitter, the pitcher, Xander Velez. And that pitch is up in the zone, two and one. Just so we know, coming into this inning, Sheeran had thrown 70 pitches coming into the fifth inning. There's a shot right center field. That ball's gonna find gap room. One hop off the fence, rolls to the track. Velez flying into second base. He's gonna put the brakes on right there with a lead-off double. And so the courtesy runner again will be Layman for him here at second base. So that'll bring up the catcher, Darian Troche. Troche, 0 for one day with a strikeout and a walk. So let's see what Mifflin wants to do with the four-hole hitter up. There's a blooper to second base. Hanahoe fights the Sun and makes the grab for the first out here in the inning. So there's one out on one pitch, and certainly Sheeran will take that. That'll bring up the second baseman. Two for two today with two infield singles is number 29, the junior for the Mustangs, Matt Ventura. Ventura hit a slow roller, between third base and shortstop and then hit a slow roll to shortstop at no chance as it tipped off the glove. There's a pitch on the outside corner for a ball. Courtesy runner in right now is Layman at second base for the pitcher, Xander Velez. He represents the insurance run here in the fifth inning. There's a ground ball. Weller's got to come get it. Fields. Makes the throw. Nice job there by Luke Weller. let take that ball on the short hop and make a quality throw across the field for the second out of the inning. On the play, Lehman moves up to third base. That'll bring up the junior first baseman, Jonathan Radwanski. Radwanski is 0 for 2 today with a ground ball to short and a fielder's choice also to shortstop. So, again, here's a chance now for Sheeran to get himself out of here, stranding the runner on third base. So you can hear the wind pick up a little bit. Breaking ball over for a strike. Good first pitch breaking ball there by Sheeran. Gets ahead and on, Bencho- uh, I'm sorry, on Radwanski here. And there's a fastball poured in for a strike. And Sheeran quickly had 0-2. He's got to finish this bat right here, Jerry. Got to keep his pitch count down. He's got to get the, the last out of the inning right here. He got with a high <laughs> fastball. Radwanski ever. leaves the zone for the third out of this inning. Nice job by Sheeran to see himself out of trouble there. We're through four and a half here at Riften. It's the Mustangs four and the Eagles three. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
2: We said
4: our goodbye love night before. Love was in your the night
0: before. Not today. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdie's Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdie's Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the Old Inn. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Ah! Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shop get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also your local U-Haul rental provider. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And we're back to the bottom of the fifth inning. Exeter second baseman. Brady Hanho steps in. He takes a high fastball up and away. Jerry, we talk about how you are supportive of your athletics and things of that nature and understanding yes. whoever designed this baseball field never played baseball in their life. There's a foul ball off the left side. What they did was they designed the field to fit a budget, and when they put home play that used to be down in a left field corner, this is a high school baseball field. High school baseball games start at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And as East is in right field, West is in left field. The sun goes from East to West. Right now, those middle infielders, that center fielder and that pitcher, are going to be blinded by this sun for the next two to three innings. And every high school baseball game in the afternoon, that sun blares those guys in the face. And whoever designed the field had no clue what that meant. As Hanhope fists the ball out to shortstop, the shell left field, and that's the first out of the inning. But, again, you will see pitchers now ducking on throws back from the catcher because whoever designed the field had no idea how baseball was played, and they don't understand when high school baseball games are played. So, so Mike, why was it changed? Because I have no idea. that Some tax base, some administrator said, let's change the field. Let's change the – when they built the the, the stadium or they built the uh, school, they moved home plate out here. As Weller steps in. I'm not sure if that was a foul tip or not. Ball's was up. So now, when, when did
0: that occur again? You said that was in the 90s. Yes. Right? Yes. So the baseball coach didn't go, hey, Mr. Athletic Director, you know, here's an issue.
1: I'm sure the baseball coach had no say in it. Could have said something. Well, when they put the foul poles in originally the first game, the foul poles were facing the wrong way. <laughs> That's funny. So Hannah Hell lines out to short for the first out. Weller steps in here, 0-2 with two strikeouts. There's a the pitch on the inside part of the plate for a ball. And I do believe Mifflin has someone up in the bullpen right now so I can hear the thud of a catcher's mitt. That ball's in the outside corner. So Velez catches his breath here as he steps off the mound, takes his glove off, fixes his hat, comes back to the rubber to face Weller. Here's the pitch. Ball is up, and that's four in a row to Luke Weller. So one out walk to Weller on four straight pitches. Cider comes to the plate. Nick 0 for 2 in the day with a fly out to center and a fielder's choice that got an RBI in. So the Mustangs have, warming up in the bullpen, Novotny, Matt Novotny, as there's a breaking ball over for a strike, Novotny's a junior, outfielder and pitcher, warming up here in the bottom of the fifth inning for the Mustangs, the Eagles also have activity in their bullpen, and we'll find out who that is in a moment, but Cider steps in here, 0-1, after seeing a breaking ball for a strike. There's the pitch in, oh, called a strike of the inside corner. So Cider down in the count, 0 2. And warming up for Exeter is Owen Wisner in the bullpen, senior lefty. So Cider down in the count, 0 2 here. Here comes the 0 2 pitch. Fouled back and out of play. It's going to come right down the concession stand. Oh, just to the right of it. Well, take a look
0: at uh, the left side of the concession stand. There's a lady in a self-contained plastic something.
1: What a great device. Those are huge at youth soccer games. Are they? When COVID was around, those came out. They're huge. And they're also protected from the rain as well. Yes. So here comes the O2 offering to Cider. But Les takes his time. Cider calls for time. Sider was granted time. Velez threw the ball home, which he should have. You never stop your motion there, but no pitch. And 0-2 pitch here to Sider. There's a fastball right down the chute, taken for strike three. Eagles got to start swinging the bat with two strikes. That's the second out of the game, uh, inning here. That'll bring up the pitcher, Devin Sheeran. Devin 0-2 with two strikeouts, one looking and one swinging. Again, runner on first base is Luke Weller who drew a walk. We talked about the, the hot hitting middle of the lineup for the Eagles. Weller, Cider, Sheeran. Right now they have six strikeouts so far on the day. As Weller gets the second base on the first pitch of Sheeran which is a pass ball. So again, there is the tying run and scoring position. As I said, Exeter has struck out five times. Five times in the 4, 5, and 6 hole with guys in scoring position here. So here comes the 1-0 offering to Sheeran. Velez from the belt. Weller takes his lead off second base. That ball's a strike poured right in there, 1-1. One and one. Again, Weller's going to need a ball hit somewhere to a gap or hit softly off the bat to try and score. There's another pass ball. Weller's going to make it to third base. And so now he just needs contact to score or potentially another pass ball. (laughs) You calling that up, Mike? Uh, I will take a pass ball run score here, wild pitcher, whatever you want to call it, to get this game tied up. Put more pressure on the Mustangs. Yeah. Velez came to this inning having thrown 71 pitches. He's well in the 80s right now. Here comes the pitch. There's a fastball for a strike. Count levels at 2-2. So the count is level at 2-2 here. Weller on third base represents the tying run. There's another wild pitch. Here comes Weller. No, he decides to go back. As Velez comes to the plate to, to cover, and again, I was going to say when he was in second base, I would have put in a pinch runner for him. He's a tying run at the fifth inning. You may not get this shot again. But now he's at third base, and there was a chance he could have scored. A faster runner would have scored on that pass ball. Mm-hmm. So full count here to Sheeran. Who do you have in there? Who do I have what? Who do you have in there that could have been? I got lots of guys in there. There's a ball at the end of the back. Q to the second baseman. He's up. He throws. And there is the final out of the inning. So it goes 4-3 third out this inning. Exeter threatens with a runner on third base, but no runs. We're through five. It's the Mustangs 4-3 over the Eagles. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Seasons Café in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a trip advisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Café in the Flying Hills set. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation.
4: Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -hmm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever.
2: Hi. Oh, hey.
4: Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: Now let's get back to the game of the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And we're back. as Sheeran will pitch the sixth inning. He is at 80 pitches. So, Jerry, in high school, you can pitch 100 pitches on any day. Any given day, you get 100 pitches. So Sheeran's got 20 pitches here uh, for the last two innings. So Exeter definitely got Wisner ready. He's loose, ready to go. Uh, I would imagine that if they have to put Wisner in, they'll move Sheeran to third base, and they'll put Martin in from the DH for Marr and put him in left field. That's just foreshadowing on my part. I don't know that. They could put Dobernecki out there as well. But here we go. We go into the top of the sixth (laughs) inning with the shortstop Bryce Detweiler coming to the plate. Detweiler has walked both at-bats today. And Sheeran starts him off with a high fastball. That's ball one. So, Mike, you're talking pitch count
0: here. Yes. Now, uh, we're talking Major League, okay? But uh, a buddy of ours, Rick Hunter. Mm Mm-hmm. Boyertown guy, yep. Rick tried to tell me that Nolan Ryan once had a game.
1: 235. 35 pitches, yeah. That's correct. That's true. That's That's legitimate. Yeah. That's one of the strongest Texans you're ever going to see in your life. That guy was as tough as nails. Um, he once beat up Robin Ventura after he hit Ventura with a pitch and he came out to the mound and thought that Nolan Ryan was an old man. He was going to come out and he put it to him, and Nolan Ryan put him in a headlock and beat the mess out of him. <laughs> that was not one guy I would want to face is Nolan Ryan, whether in a fist fight or at the plate. As Ventura goes, as Detweiler goes to 3-1 and one looking for his third walk of the day, and he's gotten it, and I think they've got to pull Sharon right now.
0: 235 pitches is unbelievable. I would think your arm would fall off. Now, when he pitched on three days'
1: rest, his next start. (laughs) So, Marmolejos comes to the plate. He sacked in the first, and I would look for him to sack again here in the sixth.
0: I hated to see Nolan Ryan come up against the Phillies when he was with the Astros.
1: Yeah. Hated it. He always beat him. And he was just just staying in, just poured fastballs in, just threw fastballs right by people. There were no pitch counts back then. There's the sack bunt. Shoots at the first base. Goes foul.
0: Great pitcher's duels between he and us, Steve Carlton.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the Astros were terrible back then. Well, they had a couple of years where they weren't bad. Well, the Phillies beat them in the 80 playoffs. Yep. Schmidt homered. As Marmalejo squares the bunt and Sheeran throws over to first base, again trying to keep Detweiler close, see if they can get the force at second base. Sheeran bunts the ball up. Uh, I'm sorry, Marmalejo's bunts the ball hard twice. His first sacrifice bunt was hard as well. There's a pitch on the outside corner. He takes it for a strike, and he's behind the count, one and two. Let's see if Coach Hull keeps the bunt on here, or if he goes a little hit and run action. Detweiler takes his lead off first base. He's out past the cut. Now he shuffles back a little bit. Sheeran to the belt. Here comes the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. That was Solid. So one out here as they go to the nine hole spot. The right fielder, Travis Jenkins, the left-handed hitting freshman right fielder. Hit the ball hard as last the bat off Sheeran's glove right to Hanahoe. So he is 0 for 2 on the day with a Two actual ground outs to second base, but one off the pitcher. So freshman on first base, freshman in the bat. There's a strike right down the chute.
0: Sheeran is still reaching
1: back for a little bit more, Mike. Big, strong boy is Devin Sheeran. Throws over to first base. Back ahead of the tag is Detweiler. As I said, Bryce Detweiler, 0 for 0 today with the run scored in three walks. Wow, and, man. And he has an RBI in one of the walks. So that is a great day. You would never have to swing the bat.
0: Doesn't do crap for your average. but uh, uh, It doesn't hurt
1: your average in any way. It doesn't, True. Affect, doesn't True. affect your average. As there's well, that, a fastball on the inside half of the plate. You would think with that kind of production. Hey, coach, I got it, on base three times today. I, I scored a run and I got an RBI. Well, you're going to play again tomorrow. <laughs> So 0-2 here on Jenkins. This could be a big strikeout. There's a ground ball to short. Weller fields, throws a second for one. Hanahoe holds the ball there. No chance for the throw as the speedy left-handed runner. Down the line as Jenkins. Hits into a fielder's choice. And now this is the key. Mark your book here, Jerry. This is a key part of the game right here. Sheeran's got a few pitches left. Tyler Minnick comes to the plate, the DH who doubled on the first pitch of this game, one hop the left field fence. First base is open. Woolwine has walked, been hit by a pitch, and struck out. Let's see if Sheeran throws more breaking ball. First pitch. There's a breaking ball hit to deep left center field. Kelsey doesn't see it. That's out of here. Home run. And what I just talked about was, mark your book, because I, yep. we did not have to pitch to him, and he did. There's a two-run home run by Minick. Two RBIs for Minnick. And again, runner on first base, two outs here in the top of the sixth inning. We know Minnick hit the ball a long way. Wolwine is 0-for-1 with a strikeout, his last at-bat. They let Sheeran pitch to him, and the first pitch of the at-bat gets hit off the concourse there in left center field and now gets thrown back in, but the damage is done. 6-3 go the Mustangs. Wow. And again, which way is the wind blowing right now? Dead at the high school, and that's where the ball went. Dead at the high school. So, there's a ball one. That was a deep one, man. That was a shot.
0: What you say it is the dead center? What is it, 4.05 or something like that? That's, that's got to be – it landed up up in the parking lot area. Or in the concourse, as you call it. Yeah. That's got to be a
1: 4.25, 4.30. First pitch hunting, and he got his prey. Did Tyler Minnick, the junior, going to UConn two summers from now. There's a ground ball foul. It's a cold, windy day out here. Coach Hull doesn't even make a move to field that ball with his bare hands. He just lets it go by, and he goes, I'll chase it down now once it's stopped. So he he gathers the ball there on left field, but I don't blame him too cold to, to be a hero and try and field a ground ball there. So Sheeran. Not being paid enough, Mike. Well, there's younger people out there that can run and get it. That's how I look at it, too. <laughs> 2-1 pitch by Sheeran. There's a pitch on the outside corner, 2-2. Two Sorry, two.
0: Oh, you said Minick's going to uh, UConn. UConn.
1: Yeah, he's going to be a Husky in two years. Husky. Uh, baseball? Baseball, yeah, okay. baseball. We'll see him again in football next year, though. That's what we There's a ground ball, slow roller. going to be a tough play. Marr comes across fields. No chance for a throw, and there's an infield single. For Mason Woolwine as he extends this sixth inning. That'll bring up the pitcher. Coach Soleric talks in. They're going to pull Sheeran here. So Sheeran will exit. He's got a runner on first base that's still his. And so they're going to put Franik into center. Dobin, let's see what's going to happen here. Dobernecki will go in the right. They'll move frantic to center. Coming from center to pitch will be Kelsey. Kelsey, the sophomore lefty, will come in here with a runner on first base, two outs. Eagles trailing by three runs here in the top of the sixth inning. But the damage has been done. Yeah. The two-run blast by Tyler Minnick. As we'll step away here as Kelsey gets us warm-up pitches and bring you back here with the last inning and a half. You're listening to the Extra Sports Network.
0: thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the Old Inn.
3: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at megsquiltedmemories.com.
1: And so we'll get our first look here at Alex Kelsey, the left-handed sophomore pitcher, who will face Xander Velez, the Mustangs pitcher today. Velez on the day is one for three with a double, and he swings through a breaking ball. Ahead in the count is Kelsey, 0-2. First pitch fastball. Taken for a strike. Second pitch breaking ball swung over the top. And Kelsey's quickly ahead 0-2. Kelsey comes to the set at the belt. Gives a look at the runner at first base. There goes the runner. There's the pitch. It's a wild pitch. As Woolwine will be at second base on the stolen base. Count goes to 1-2 here to Velez. Again, Kelsey's got to seize this inning over for the Eagles right here at the plate. Not worried about the runner. He's got to get the out at home. There's a ground ball right back to Kelsey. He runs off the mound, steps and throws to first base and quickly makes work of Velez with a 1-3 put out for the third out of the inning. But again, the damage was done with a two-run blast by Tyler Minnick to make this a 6-3 Mustang lead as we go to the bottom of the sixth inning here at Rifton. You're listening to the Exeter Sports
3: Network.
2: After midnight, out in the
3: moonlight,
2: just like we used to do, I'm always walking. After midnight, searching for you, I walk for mine. My... To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council.
0: You're listening to the Exeter
2: Sports Network.
0: Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamod, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a Tripadvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. It's the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And we're back here with a new pitcher for the Mustangs on the Hill is the Big Righty, number 13. This is Matt Novotny. And Novotny's his warm-up pitches. He comes in with a three-run lead uh, at the end of five innings pitched well for Xander Valise. Velez, sorry. So that'll bring up John Martin for the Eagles to lead it off here in the bottom of the sixth. Extra down by three runs. Novotny's first pitch down in the dirt. There's another pitch down in the dirt, 2-0. Martin's got to see a couple pitches here as Novotny comes in throwing two balls to start this at bat. New pitcher, got to see a strike. There's three in a row. Sheeran finished with 97 pitches today, Jerry. 97. There's four in a row right off the bat to Martin. They're going to lead off walk. And life here for the Eagles in the bottom of the sixth. And that'll bring up pinch hitter. Hitting for Chase Cupid is Jake Mearswinski. Number 17, Mearswinski, the new hitter here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Martin on first base takes a big lead. And Novotny throws five in a row. On, Again, Ms. Wincy's got to take here till he gets a strike, Jerry. Don't help a pitcher who's struggling who just came in the game. There's a strike. There it was. So now I assume we'll see a much better lead here from Martin as the take sign was on there for Mirzwinski. Giving them the go here, right, Mike? Go where? Swing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's one and two. I thought you meant the runner from first base. Is it, uh, we're down by three runs. I'm not sure I'm stealing bases right now. So one and two to Mirzwinski, the pinch hitter here in the bottom of the sixth ball in the outside corner close pitch to take now it goes to 2-2 two and two on Mirzwinski now he's got Mirzwinski leaning out over the plate see if he goes back to that outside pitch again or bust him inside swing and a miss by Mirzwinski and there's one out that'll bring up the center fielder now Evan Franek Raneck 0 for 2 today. Struck out looking his last at bat and reached on an infield error. Oh, high throw by Mabotny to first base. Nice job there by the first baseman. Radwanski to go up and get that throw. So Mabotny to the belt. Comes set. Here comes the pitch. ball in the dirt squirts back to the backstop Martin moves up to second base I think should should just started running to first base and threw his bat as a hit batter I don't think anybody would have missed it the ball hitting the dirt right next to his foot but he's looking to try and drive this running now from second base get the Eagles back in this game here comes the pitch that ball's inside as well was close too man So 6-3 game here, one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. Eagles have a runner on second base. There's a ball on the outside half of the plate. Takes it to 3-0 and on Franek. And he'll be taking for a strike here as well. Novotny delivers. There's a fastball poured in for a strike. So, a chance here for Frank now to get that same strike again. Sit on it, look to hit it hard. Right now, all you're looking to do is put your best swing on this pitch here. Best swing you got right here on this pitch if it's a strike. And he drives into his foot, and the ball stays there, and that's going to hurt on a cold day like today. That is really going to hurt. And if I'm the pitcher, the next pitch comes inside again. Frank's got to walk it off a little bit. Full count. Runner on second base is John Martin, who walked the lead off the inning. So here comes the full count offering. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. So after a four-pitch walk to the leadoff hitter, Novotny comes and gets two strikeouts. Huge strikeouts here in the bottom of the sixth inning. And there's an attempt just to look back at Martin. Finished the lineup on Velez. Five innings, eight strikeouts, seven walks. Gave up just one hit, a bunt signal, a single. Three runs scored, two of those were earned. Wow. As Wisner comes to the plate here with two outs and a runner in scoring position, Eagles trail by three. Need one run here to kind of scratch themselves back in. Botany sets high, Glove just at his chin level. That pitch is a fastball on the inside half of the plate. So, Velez just one hit over five innings. And again, it was that bunt single by Kelsey that loaded the bases. It's crazy. We talked about Exeter needing to hit good pitching to be successful. and There's a strike. And today, they face Velez, who I'd say is an above-average pitcher. One hit. not going to win a whole lot of games that way against good pitching. No, you're not. Everyone's got a big arm somewhere in their in their dugout. So you're going to face a lot of good pitchers. You've got to be able to hit good pitching. So
0: you're telling me that we are in the middle of a one-hitter.
1: Uh, we are. Yeah, one-hitter. Seven walks, one hit. Wow two errors and it is not a great line score it's no. really not and again you go back to the Wilson game we did not hit and there's a fastball on the outside corner strike three Wisner goes down looking and so after a leadoff walk Matt Navotny strikes out the side here in the bottom of the sixth. it's 6-3 the Mustangs as we head to the seventh you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network
0: Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdie's Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdie's Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn.
2: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council.
0: Now let's get back to the game of the Exeter Sports Network.
1: And so we're back here for the last inning of the game. Unless extra can tie it or take a lead either way. Uh, Jerry, you know the disappointing thing is yes, about hits. So so Eagles have 11 strikeouts, 6 looking. You you don't win baseball games taking strike 3. you got to swing the bat. So the catcher for the Mustang leads off here as he shoots one right at the dugout. Mustang's dugout, Darian Troach. Line drive to the dugout. Scattered a bunch of guys in that dugout. Obviously, they don't know metal fences stop balls, too, Jerry. Well, some people
0: are pegged on uh, you know, self-preservation, things of that nature.
1: There's a breaking ball up in the zone. Evens count at 1-1 one one to Troche. Troche is 0-2 today with a strikeout and a line-out to second. He walked in the third, and the courtesy runner scored for him. There's another shot down the right field line. That's a foul ball, though. Kelsey's up 1-2 and two here. On the Mustang catcher. Again, Exeter's got to get out of this inning with no damage done on the scoreboard and come back and, and, and get two guys on base. Give themselves a chance to put the tie and run to the plate. Always got to get that tie and run to the plate if you can. Who's so, uh, coming up? Uh, it'll be for us two, three, four, five, six. There's another ground ball. Shot through the hole. Field it by Cider. Throws to Kelsey. Leaves the ball there. To me, that's got to be an error on Kelsey. They get the runner at first base if he catches the ball. Yep. I'm going to put E1 down. I don't know what they're going to put down in their book, but I got E1 error on the pitcher there trying to cover there. Should have caught the ball. Nice play by Nick Sider. Going to get another courtesy runner here. for Trost. this will be uh, Lehman. Lehman will courtesy run here for the catcher. So, courtesy runner here, Lehman. Ventura to the plate. He's hit two slow-rolling ground ball base hits in the infield and then grounded out to short. So, let's see what he does here in the fourth at bat. See if the Eagles can turn one here. (laughs) Pitch is high as Ventura offers and pulls back, takes the fourth ball. But he looks like he'll be sacked, bunny here. I mean, he's just a little more sun, Mike. It's chilly, dude. sun is dying down, as I told you. It's right in the eyes of Brady Hanover right now. As he bunts at that, bunts it foul, does Ventura. That evens the count at one and one. You can see that Evan Franick in the outfield out there, that sun is just right in his eyes. Yeah, it is. Well, in the home run, Kelsey never saw.
0: No, you you were making that
1: point. And again, he he didn't see the ball because it comes up right off this into the sun. You can't see anything. Yeah. So Kelsey to the step position. He throws over to first base. Back is a courtesy runner, Layman. So Ventura offered to bunt at the last pitch. He squares again here. Like to see him get that bat further out in front of him. So he gets the ball, the bat in fair territory. Here comes the pitch. Breaking the ball up in the zone. Hanoh tries to slide in behind the runner. Layman at first base. The Cider came charging down, but no throw from the catcher. Cupid back in the game after Mirzwinski hit for him. Back doing the catching. Again, Ventura. Pivots. Puts the bat, the flat there. Now he pulls it back. Swings a slash bunt. Into the glove of Chase Cupid who holds on for the second strike. So a little slash bunt there by Ventura comes up empty. Mar now backs away at third base even with the bag. Kelsey steps off, throws over to first base. Back safely is Layman. And Exeter got to get the lead runner here if there's a ball hit. Got to make sure a one. Kelsey comes set, let her high with his glove. Here comes the pitch. Outside fastball struck Ventura out. Nice. So there's the first out here in the seventh inning. He got Ventura to leave the zone on a pitch way out of the zone. But Exeter will take it. That'll bring up number 38. Pinch hitting here. This is Hunter Unger. So Unger hitting for the first baseman Radwanski. It's a beefy kid, Mike. Yeah, big kid. Most likely a first baseman that size, or or a closer. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But Kelsey again throws over to first base, diving back as Layman. But yeah, you're right. This is a is a big boy here, Hunter Unger. Another junior. There's a fastball in the outside corner. Just misses. Unger ahead 1 0 here. Kelsey again comes set. Holds his hands a little lower to sign. There goes the runner. There's a swing. Now, if I if max her, I come out and I call interference on the batter. Batter swung, was out of the box in front of home plate. Cupid had to throw over him. Nope, nothing's going to happen. No complaint. No complaints. So we get the stolen base by Lehman. Puts him in scoring position. But again, that was a, a, a pitch you swung at just to protect the runner. Hunter calls time at the plate here. That was actually a pretty good throw. It was a good throw, but again... The, the unger, the batter, is in front of home plate as he swung yep. the pitch. He, he yep. literally stepped out of the batter's box in front of home plate. Cupid had to throw right over top of through and couldn't get a follow-through with it. There's a pitch on the outside. So two and one is the count here. Cupid, Cupid should have thrown the ball right off him. There's a fastball inside. (laughs) Oops. Well, that way you make sure the umpire doesn't miss it. Now he has to make a call. Sorry, buddy. So 3-1 count here. The pinch hitter, Hunter Unger. Batting for the first baseman. Redwanski. Here comes 3-1 pitch. Fastball down. Base was open. Now first and second. So they're gonna put a pinch runner in here for Unger, which means Radwanski will come back in. So three coming in the pinch run. Three is Carter Swigert. Swigert to pinch run for Unger. So Unger is done. So here we go, pinch runner in our book. Swigert right here. Extra Holtz and runner again. Not sure why. Right off the beam, right here next to us. Jerry foul ball by Bryce Detweiler Detweiler 0 for 0 today with 3 walks I'm Not it's sure why Exeter holds the runner here at first base in this situation The the runner's not going anywhere. He's got a runner ahead of him. Yep. You're making the fielder now watch the pitcher and come off the bag and then can't react as well. Let him play right behind the runner, a few steps behind the runner. Yeah. Still holds the runner close, but now he's locked in that position. Gives more of a hold to the right side. There's a ball down in the zone. Count goes to two and two. To the freshman shortstop Bryce Detweiler. There's a swing and a miss. He struck him out a high fastball. Second strikeout this inning for Kelsey's. They have two outs here. That'll bring up number 17, the senior left fielder, Michael Marmolejos. Marmolejos, a strikeout victim in his last two at-bats. Again, a little threat here by the Mustangs. First and second, two outs. Pitch on the inside port of the plate for a ball. And again, two outs, and we're still holding a runner at first base. Tactical error. I just I don't, again, it's, it's, I guess, a decision you make. There's a pass ball. Ball's out of play, so everybody gets one base. No, he only gets one base. Ball goes out of play. So it's a one base from where you started. Started at second, you only gets third base from the pass ball. Because the, the throw came from the rubber. So it's one from the rubber, two from the field. There's a ground ball right to Kelsey, he gloves it, gets off the mound, steps and throws, and that's the end of the sixth inning here, or seventh inning, here for the Mustangs. Score no runs, no hits, one error for the Exeter Eagles, two left on base. Eagles come up here in the bottom of the seventh inning, down by three. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Stand back.
0: Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Ah! Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shop get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also your local U-Haul rental provider.
4: Wake up and text.
1: And so we're back here for the bottom of the seventh inning at Riften. The Eagles trail by three. It's six to three. The Mustangs over the Eagles here as Exeter's pitcher, the sophomore Alex Kelsey, steps into the plate. Kelsey one for three on the day. First pitch is up in the zone for a ball to Kelsey. Again, Matt Novotny came in here. Relief here in the sixth. Kelsey gets a fly ball left field. Left fielder camps underneath it. He's right there and makes the grab. One out. Marmalejo's really positioned perfect for that. Didn't have to move, and that's one quick out here in the seventh inning. We'll bring up Brady Hanahoe. Hanahoe 0 for 1 today, lined out to short, and walked twice. So Novotny has just come in and thrown strikes after the first batter. And there's another one to start off. Hanahoe with a strike. Novotny walked the first batter he saw in the sixth inning on four straight pitches. After that, he has three strikeouts and a flyout. He's been locking it down since. He's done a real nice job. Count evens up at one and one as Hanahoe takes a ball here. Comes the one-one offering. That ball's down again. Two and one. Trying to get the jitters out. a little late for the jitters at this point there's three and one Hanaho leads the Eagles in walks coming in, he has two more today possibly getting a third here gotta get guys on base to make a comeback here in the seventh here comes a 3-1 offering that's a strike right down the chute, Hanaho taking the whole way here, doing a nice job Now he's looking for ball four, base hit. Again, real nice outing today we saw, Jerry. There's a ground ball back up through the middle. Detweiler slides, knocks it down. That'll be a base hit for Hanahoe. So base hit for Brady Hanahoe and a ground ball up the middle. Shortstop Detweiler diving to his left. Did knock it down, but had no play after that. That'll bring Luke Weller to the plate. Weller 0 for 2 today with two strikeouts and a walk. Again, base runner's more important than anything here. Just got to get people on base. Just make contact. So, but again, what I was saying was, Velez, real nice pitching. Five innings, gave up just one hit, three runs, two of those earned. Nice job today. As Weller takes a strike day, right down the chute there for the first pitch of the at-bat. We talk about... Sheeran's line, five and two-thirds, six strikeouts, five walks, six hits, six runs. All six of those runs were earned, and one hit batter. And again, Novotny throws over to first base, and Radwinski, Radwanski, checked back in at first base and makes the grab there on a high throw. Well, we asked for time. He gets into the box. Novotny to the set position. Here comes the pitch. There's a foul ball off to the right side, caught by the net, and Luke Weller is quickly down in the hole, 0-2. And so for the hot-hitting Luke Weller, kind of cooled off here today with two strikeouts. Would love to see him get started back up again another hitting streak. Down the count here, 1-2. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, he takes it for strike three. And that is his third strikeout of the day and his second looking. We just talked about before. Exeter batters got to swing the bat. Two strikes just taking way too many pitches. Weller discussed it with himself as he walked back to the dugout. Well, that's the 12th strikeout today for Exeter, so they should all be a little disgusted with themselves how they've gone to the plate today. There's a fastball to Sider on the inside. He takes it for a ball. So, again, Mifflin will not hold Hanahoe at first base. He just plays behind the runner, does Red uh, Redwanski. There's a fly ball right field and out of play for Sider, and he's down in count 0-2. Eagles down to their last out here in the bottom of the sixth inning.
0: Potentially their last strike. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. Potentially the last strike. Again, as I said, we talked about hitting good pitching. The Eagles have not done that so far this year. That was, was the second strike. That was the second strike. All right. First pitcher called a ball. I thought he called a strike. Now. Now potentially down to the last strike. <laughs> <clears throat> a little foreshadowing there. There's a oh. swing and a miss. He struck him out. Wild. 13th chase. strikeout for the Eagles today. Nice job by the Mustang pitchers. As that will wrap it up here from Riften. The undefeated Governor Rifflin Mustangs win again. They're 11-0 in the season as they put down the Eagles 6 to 3 here in this Burke's One matchup. We'll be back with a recap of today's game right after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn.
3: Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate meg's quilted memories stitching together your life story visit them at megs
0: tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops <gasps> prime auto service at 3150 st lawrence avenue has just the fix frank and his crew are efficient thorough and have the best labor rate in town a full auto repair shop they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have so don't let sticker shop <gasps> get you any more? go to prime auto service call 610-401-0376 that's 610-401-0376 prime auto service also your local u-haul rental provider now let's get back to the game of the exeter sports network
1: and we're back here to rifeton as the eagles drop a 6-3 game To the Mustangs of Governor Mifflin, great job of pitching by the Mustang pitchers, especially Novotny there in relief. But just going through the lines here for Velez. Velez gets the win, pitching five innings, gives up just one hit over those five innings, walks seven, struck out eight, gave up three runs, two of those earned. Novotny gets the save coming in for the last two innings. He walked the first batter he saw, and then he had five strikeouts to end it here. He struck out all three guys in the sixth inning and the last two here in the seventh inning. So five strikeouts and two innings for Novotny. The Mustang pitchers gave up two hits today. They had eight walks and 13 strikeouts. Again, you are not going to lose games when you get 13 strikeouts, but you're not going to win games when you strike out 13 times. And so Exeter certainly saw that today. Uh, for the Eagles, taking the loss today was Devin Sheeran, the junior. He pitched five and two-thirds, uh, had six strikeouts, five walks, six hits, six runs, all six were earned. Uh, he hit one batter. Kelsey came in and threw the last inning and a third. Had two strikeouts, one walk, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, no earned runs and no hit batters. Uh, we talked about Sheeran going today through 97 pitches. Kelsey finished up with 25 pitches. But, Jerry, today was a case of we talked about the Eagles needed to hit, and their big hitters did not hit today. Nope, uh, not a lot of cooperation in that area. I mean, did we
0: did we end this game with one hit again? Two hits, Okay. Yeah, it's
1: uh, not a stellar day for our Eagles. When you look at the lineup here, three, four, and five today, Hanahoe had a good day at the plate. He was one for two with two walks and a single. But Weller goes 0 for three with three strikeouts. Cider goes 0 for four with two strikeouts. Then Sheeran goes 0 for three with two strikeouts. Talk about production. That's where the production has to come from. And they had opportunities to be productive, and it just didn't happen. And this is the second time now we've seen the Exeter bats not come through against good pitching. And and Xander Velez pitched a good game today, as we talked about. Novotny came and kind of shut the door there the last two innings. But Exeter was in this game. You go back. Two. when Exeter scored their three runs in the bottom of the third inning. We come back out and play defense. Shearing goes one, two, three in the fourth. After Eagles put three runs on the scoreboard, we come up in that inning. We get first and second, nobody out. Strike out. we get first and second again, and then we ground out to end the inning. So, fielder's choices, fly out to third base, and the strikeout, and the rally was dead. And we left two guys on base there. Down by a run in the fourth inning. And then really we had the tying run on third base and Luke Weller on a walk, which again, maybe put a pinch runner in there when he's on second base. He's scoring position. Didn't happen. We strike out five times over the last two innings. Not going to win the game, come back that way. So again, for the Eagles today, two hits, strike out 13 times. They walk eight times. They push three runs across, two of those earned. But again, you talk about flat against Wilson and not coming up here against Governor Mifflin today in two key Burks One games. Now, again, the flip side of that is Exeter still has Wilson again, and they've got Governor Mifflin again. But they've got to start putting the ball in play. You can't strike out 13 times against the, um, the Mustangs here, and we struck out 15 times against the Bulldogs. So in those two Berks One games, we've struck out 28 times unbelievable uh but uh you you know
0: what do you do you put it behind you and you work on the next one
1: absolutely that's all you can do and again you know XR has a chance tomorrow for another burks one game against ready high and i'm sure Coach Freeze and his staff will get the boys ready to play again tomorrow, put this in the rearview mirror and get going forward. But Exeter's got to hit in these big games. Yes, and, and that's the thing that they that's held them back so far this year. They've got a ton of talent. They've got a lot of seniors here. Uh, they've got to come and start hitting the ball here. But, again, uh, that wraps it up here today from Riften. Exeter, a 6-3 loss against the Mustangs of Mifflin. Mifflin goes to 11-0 in the season. Exeter, 6-3. We will be with you again, Friday, for baseball. Thursday, Thursday, softball, softball Thursday. against Governor yes. Mifflin at Governor Mifflin, and, and, and Darren Ziner will have that call for you. And then Darren, myself, and Jerry will be at Owl's Field Friday, seven fifteen. Eagles against the Conrad Weiser Scouts. Uh, should be a really beautiful day on Friday. It's going to be <laughs> high 70s and sunny. Uh, of course, we'll be inside for that one, so it won't matter as much. But uh, starting looking forward to the Eagles finishing out this week strong. few games yet to go this week, and uh, certainly put this behind them as soon as possible and uh, get back to the wins. Again, still very much in the district playoff hunt right now. But they do have their work cut out for them here in the Berks County playoffs as they've lost uh, two of these games right now to Wilson and Governor Mifflin and Berks one. And certainly need to come back on those those home and home uh, when we're over at, at um, West Lawn uh, next week and then Shillington later in the week. So again, wrap it up here. Eagles take the loss 6-3 to the Mustangs. We want to thank all of our listeners for those people who sent messages into Jerry, and uh, we'll be back on the air Thursday for softball. Look for us around 4 o'clock, 3.50 there at Darren Ziner against Governor Mifflin, and then again around 7 o'clock from Owls Field on Friday. Darren Ziner, myself, and Jerry will bring you that whole broadcast as we look forward to the Burks Cup there at Owls Field. So once again, Eagles lose 6-3. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day. This has been a presentation of the Exeter Sports Network.
0: Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Baseball on the Exeter Sports Network. Brought to you by the New Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Prime Auto Service, 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue. This has been a presentation of Jerry of Media.